You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The power of praying in the Spirit. The power of praying in the Spirit. This is a... I'm using uh, some of the, the outline of a message that my pastor, Apostle Theo Vormerans, taught a little while back. And it so blessed me that as the Lord led me to teach on praying in the Spirit, is that we really need to stir this up in ourselves. Now, I know many of us have done the spiritual growth seminar. We all pray in tongues. And if you haven't yet received that and you haven't received your heavenly language, it is inside of you. But if you want to release that and pray in tongues, I encourage you to call your pastor. Or you can go to our website, thebasecfc.org. Just get hold of your area pastor. Call the office. We'll make sure you get a pastor. Someone can pray with you. And so that gift of the Holy Spirit can be released in you, the, the, the gift and the ability and God's unction within you to pray in other tongues. Why is this so important? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27 Paul says, if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three, at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. Now, yeah, he's talking in context of the gifts of speaking with other tongues. So there's gifts of different kinds of tongues. That's one method of speaking in tongues. And he says, if you pray, if you speak this way in tongues, then there should be an interpreter, which puts it in the same context as prophecy, which is another gift of the Spirit. But then he says, but if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. So here we can see Paul identifying that there are two different kinds, different types, or two different categories, put it that way, because the gifts of the Spirit is different kinds of tongues, that different kinds refers to either me speaking in my English language and you hear it or a foreigner hears it in their local dialect. That's one way you see that in Acts chapter 2. Another way is when you, I'm, all of a sudden, I have the ability to speak in a language I've never learned. That can also happen. And then there's the third way is where I speak in tongues. No one understands it, but then there's an interpreter. So that's all under the gifts of speaking different kinds of tongues. But he says, if that's not publicly, then there is a speaking of tongues, but it's to you and to God, which is prayer. So yeah, we identify praying in the Spirit. So notice he didn't say here that if you don't have an interpreter or if you don't have the gifts of speaking in other tongues, then don't speak. He didn't say that. So it's not like you now we must be quiet unless it happens publicly. No, there is this place where he's speaking. Now, notice he says, let him speak to himself and to God. And to God, when you speak to God, that is called prayer. So we're talking about your prayer language here. And notice when he says, speak to God, he does say, speak in a tongue. Because that's how verse 27 starts. If anyone speaks in a tongue. So we're talking about speaking to God in tongues. Uh, you can see in verse 2, he refers to it. He says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. So this isn't talking about any local dialect or any language that's already on the earth. This is no one understands. So in other words, if you've got somebody from every different language group into the room, still no one would understand it. 
So no one understands. However, in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. Hallelujah. Now, we've already studied that in detail, where the mysteries are the hidden things of God, not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. That's so that the enemy has no way of knowing what God is about to do in your life. And so even if you prayed, like, for example, if you're local, if, you're, if you can pray in English or even your home language, whatever language you pray in, you do know that the devil hears you and he knows what you're praying. So if you pray very specifically, Lord, will you please do this, this, and this, and this, Satan has a way of invading that and trying to confuse that. And I gave my testimony last week. I encourage you, if you missed it, go listen to it, where we were trusting God for a vehicle to be approved, and it kept being stopped along the way. Every station was blocked. But when we chose to speak in other tongues and pray in the Spirit, as we prayed in the Spirit, within a few hours, it was returned and approved. So what happened? God managed to bypass what Satan had already, wherever he put the blocks, wherever he put up the roadblocks, God worked out another way to get the job done. And so that's what we're talking about here. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, again from the Amplified Version. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, which is by the Holy Spirit within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. So the way I see that, there are times that we know what we want the end result to be. In my testimony, for example, I would say, Father, I thank you that this application is fully approved in the name of Jesus. Now, I've spoken in the language. I've declared what I need the outcome to be. But how to get there, I don't know. So what I do, I start to pray in other tongues. And as I pray in other tongues, then God is able to do what's necessary. Now, family of God, this is very important for us to understand because if we don't realize how important this is, we can sometimes put it aside and then, you know, well, does it really matter? Is it really that important? Well, I think this last week, and for the sake of those that don't know, if, this is, if you're listening to this many years from now, uh, we had an outbreak of rioting and destruction and chaos, and uh, it, it, it went to extreme measures and was very difficult to bring under control. But praise God, eventually it was. But here's the thing. When something like that happens... We wonder, but how come, what's happening? Why, why, how do we stop this? Because you do understand that Jesus said that in the last days, there would be a lot of this happening. And so we don't want it to continue. How do we make sure that it doesn't happen? How do we make sure that we as the church keep rising up and keep growing? And we realize that some people say, well, God is in control. And I already looked at a number of different scriptures, and you, you, we don't have time to go over it again, but we saw that there is a God of this world, Satan, and he blinds the minds of the unsaved. And so God is only in control where he is called to be in control. And he's given that authority, 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Now, when I say given the authority, is he has supreme authority. He's supreme God. But he has designated, he's delegated the earth to his family. And the earth is the, is, is the Lord's. And then he's given it to man. And so you and I have responsibility of upholding that word. And so just as the centurion said, he is a man under authority, therefore he says, go. And when he gives the instruction, it's carried out in the earth. 
God has set it up that man be in authority and he will only move on the invitation of man. Have a look at 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name, is that you? You called by the name of Christ? Say, this is me. See, God's not expecting the whole world to come right. You know, when you all sort yourselves out, then no more problems will happen. No, if my people, in other words, if there's one person in a nation, if there's one man and one or one woman, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Heal their land. See, family of God, we as believers turn from our wicked ways. If we do that as believers, God says He'll heal our land. Say this with me again. God will heal the land of South Africa when the Christians pray. I want to mobilize prayer as never before. That's why we immediately put 24-hour prayer into action. Why? Because we, we've been prepared for it. We were equipped for it. So let's do it. Amen. Amen. We don't just learn these things to learn about them. Now we put that into action. And by putting it into action, we can see God put out a blanket of protection and safety. Hallelujah. Psalm 50 verse 15, He gives us the promise, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. I will deliver you. Uh, he didn't say any maybes there. He said, you call, I'll deliver. Even if we're the ones that caused our own destruction. And I've learned that in my life. How many of you ever done something? You know that was your fault. <laughs> you, you get to a point, oh, no, okay, ah, that's me. I messed up. But I know it's the moment I say, Father, forgive me. I'm calling on you. He immediately brings you out of that situation. He'll deliver you from your destruction. And isn't that why he sent his word? Amen. So we're going to go through some number of reasons because I just want to inspire you. I want to encourage you. You've got to say, what, what's a, that, this is what really got me involved. Because when I first heard about tongues, I was brought up in a religious denomination that said it doesn't exist today. And it was just babble and all that type of thing. And so when I heard, you know, Janine was healed, my wife was healed uh, at Christian Family Church, I was, well, okay. That's wonderful. And I see that miracle took place. I only knew to go serve God where the miracle happened. That was the best I could do. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to church. Where do I go now? Well, let's go where the miracle happened. But I was still <laughs> about this, you know, tongues kind of thing because of my, my religious upbringing. And then my mother was inspired by the Holy Spirit to come and show me and teach me. And she only went through one or two things. I'm going to show you quite a lot more. Obviously, Revelation has grown since then. But once I heard one or two reasons for it, I went, I want that. I want that. Give it to me. And I, we both were, Janine and I were baptized that day in the Holy Spirit and we spoke in other tongues and praise God, our lives were never the same again. And so I want to inspire you. If anyone's still wondering and imming or eyeing or, or even if it's something that you are aware of, but just to once again get us back, to get back in that prayer closet, get back to praying because that can happen. Is life just gets busy and we land up not going to prayer meetings anymore. We land up not going here or there because we're not meeting as the church. And you're getting up and rushing through life. And, you know, quick little rondai, shandai, tie my bow tie in the car on the way to work. <laughs> no, I mean, that's great if you're praying in the car. But that shouldn't be your only time of prayer. 
I want to inspire you back into the prayer closet, back into a time of intercession. So let's have a look at some reasons, some really great reasons for praying in the Spirit. Number one is that God can arrange deliverance, protection, and provision for you or for someone you pray for. God can arrange deliverance, protection, and provision for you or for someone you pray for. Have a look at Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah 59 verse 16. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. God saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. If I can put it in slightly different wording, could it be, could, would this be accurate if we, if we read it this way? God wondered why there was no intercessor. Isn't that what wondered me? I wonder, there's no intercessor. Evidently, God's looking for an intercessor. And so because in this context, yeah, therefore his own, brought, his own arm brought salvation to him. He sent Jesus to become the intercessor between man and God. But now Jesus paved the way and he has died and he's paid the price where we can be restored and reconciled back to the Father. And he said, now all authority has been given to me. Now you go. And so today, you and I are that intercessor. God is looking for intercessors. What's an intercessor? An intercessor is someone who stands in the gap. In other words, this person is not able to connect with this person. An intercessor is the go-between. And because the intercessor can take this one's hand and take this one's hand and join them, that's the intercessor. So evidently, for God to reach this world, He needs intercessors. You keep reading all the way down, you get down to verse 19. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood. Now let me ask you, did we see that happening? It looked worse than a flood. Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, listen to this, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Come on, shout hallelujah. Say this, even when it seems overwhelming, uncontrollable, like a flood, the enemy's coming against me, against us, against our nation. The Spirit of God lifts up a standard against him. That word standard in the Strongs is number 5127. It's the word nus. N-U-S, it means to put to flight, to put to flight. It's not just lift up a block. No, when he says lift up a standard, it's implied in that word that he, when God comes against him, Satan flees. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will. That word flee in the original Greek talks about running as in terror. It's not just, let me get away from you. No, you come up in the name of God against Satan. The enemy recognizes that. Why do you think the devil's working so hard to keep Christians away from the pulpit? Because faith comes by 
hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Oh, but I hear the Word every day. Hang on for a moment. You go and read that in context. It says, how can they call on Him and who they've not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? God, put me in your life to stir up faith. You know what the Scriptures say. You've been a Christian here long enough. You just have to be a Christian here for six months and you can quote quite a number of Scriptures. Because we talk about it all the time. But what do we need? We need a preacher to say, now, stir it up. This is the word you need right now and receive that faith. And so what happens is, as you hear that word and that word gets stirred up on the inside of you, Satan doesn't want that word on your lips. Because when you find out who you are, get a hold of this. Satan, the devil, hear me, every single demon is petrified and in fear of you. Don't, don't get the idea, oh, I'm scared of the devil. I hope I don't see a demon. No, they're scared of you. Hello? When two people step into a room, why is one afraid and the other not? Because the one that's not afraid is the stronger, the bigger, the more. Isn't that right? You're not afraid of, of a little thing. But then a little thing comes in, and then we get afraid. That thing, we're afraid that thing can hurt us. I'm not afraid of the devil. He's petrified of you. He's, he, the thing he's most concerned about is you finding out who you are. Because the day you find out who you are and the Word of God in your heart and you get to understand how powerful praying in the Spirit is, yeah, he says, when you raise up a standard, he will flee. He runs as in terror. Say that. When I pray... God raises up a standard and Satan flees, runs as in terror. That's good news, isn't it? Hallelujah. And so, yeah, we see God saying, I wonder why there's no intercessor. Evidently, he needs an intercessor to raise up the standard. God needs intercessors. Family God, get a hold of this. God doesn't do anything unless He first tells you. He will show you. He will tell you. Have a look what it says in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. The Lord does nothing unless He reveals His mysteries, secrets to His prophets. See, family God, God wants to move in the earth, but He needs an intercessor. He wants somebody to declare what He has said. So when God's about to do something, He will then speak into the heart of a man or woman, and then they decree it, declare it, and then God moves. You understand the process. So when God says, why is there no one calling restore? What's He saying? I need a voice to say, restore. That's you and me. That's why we're saying restore. Now we want to see this perfect plan of God coming to pass. Now the Holy Spirit only works through a yielded Christian who prays. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit only works through a yielded Christian who prays. See, the Holy Spirit's the perfect gentleman. He does not barge in and go where he is not called for. See, the devil does that. Satan will tempt and lie and cheat and speak and draw and 
punch you and hit you until eventually you buckle. He'll, he'll try and invade. That's the work of darkness. God says, call on me and I will answer. Knock, I'll open. See, he, he's the one that says we are the ones that have to invite him. But he says, when you do, I will be there. I will respond. Why? Because now he is in legitimate authority. He is now being spoken of in the earth and is there legally on the calling of a human who has said in the name of Jesus. And when he has that, Satan has no legal right to stop anything that God wants to do from that moment on. Heavenly God, get a hold of this. No tragedy happens to any of us unless the Lord warns you. Before the Lord warns you. He will always warn you. He'll always tell you ahead of time. We've heard so many, many, many testimonies of, remember when, uh, when those towers came down in September 11, uh, September 9. September's 9, 9-11, 9-11, September, 11th of September, when those towers came down, I've, I heard so many testimonies coming from Christians. There was one particular one that, that I remember very clearly uh, that I heard said myself from the guy is that he was on his way to work, and for some reason, he just sensed, you need to go and have a cup of coffee. And he turned into the nearest cafe, bought himself a cup of coffee, and then the Holy Spirit said to him, sit down and enjoy it. And he said, I'm already late for work. I'm supposed, he's, he's looking at the towel. I'm supposed to be there. And the Holy Spirit says, sit down and drink your coffee. And while he's drinking the coffee, he watched the airplane hit the, hit the building. And it was just about where his office is. Now that, that happened. And there was a lot of those tests that came out. Now I know some people say, but then how come God didn't warn everybody? He did. Well, then, how come that people didn't hear it? That's the point. If you're not stopping to listen, you're not going to hear it. I don't care how much I shouted you. If you're in a noisy place, have you ever been in a noisy place and you're trying to talk to someone across the room, they're not going to hear you. And that's the problem. Most people are in the noise of life and society and work and, and children and, and, and fear and worry and concern. And so when God speaks, He speaks in a still, small voice. Why doesn't He speak louder? Because most people already silenced Him. They don't want to go to church. They don't agree with Him. They criticize anybody that talks about the Bible. And Listen, God's not going to just invade all of a sudden, he's already, well, how come God didn't stop them? We've already cleared that up. There's a devil in this world. But God knows you. And if we would take the time, switch off the noise, switch off the gadgets, step away, get away, just close yourself down, get behind a door, shut out the family, shut out the noise and the children. There's a place to do that. Jesus often did it. When they look, where's Jesus? He was off in the mountain praying on his own. And so what would happen is you draw aside and you get together with God and just begin to pray in His in. Silence those fears. If there's any fear, stir yourself up with the Word. Speak the Word. Faith, faith. Feed your heart the faith. That, clear that faith out the way. Praying in other tongues. Praying in other tongues. Pray. Just bring that peace back 
And as you're in the place of peace, he will always tell you things to come. Have a look at John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, who? The spirit of truth has come. This is Jesus speaking. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Are you born again? Lift your hand up. Say, Holy Spirit, you dwell within me. I believe. I hear your voice. And the Holy Spirit shows me my future. Say that the Holy Spirit shows me my future. That includes the next five minutes, includes the next day, includes next tomorrow, includes next week, a month, a year, 10 years. He'll show you things to come. Hallelujah. So family God, you notice how whenever we've gone into a situation, have you noticed how somehow we've just studied the word on that issue? You think that's by accident? How do I know? I, I don't always know. Okay, I'm going to teach this because I know there's a pandemic coming. I, you know, it, it, so, the Holy Spirit said, listen, something's about to happen. The whole world's going to go back into the, shut the world out. I'm probably thought, really? Is that God? You know, because <laughs> sometimes it's difficult to tell, is that flesh or is it God? And we've got to learn to discern. But, he will say, I know what's coming. Let me prepare you. And so he gives you the word. And as you study the word, next moment, whatever happens, happens, you're already prepared. And you go, that's why we just studied it. Do you remember just before we went into the pandemic, God said, get back to the fundamentals of faith. Remember that? And now you must understand as a preacher who teaches faith, that is my, my most favorite subject. I teach it with authority, understand it, and therefore this whole church is already equipped and prepared. Uh, you learn it from day one. Uh, you know the just shall live by faith, and without faith it's impossible to please God. You know all, I mean, any one of us would be able to teach. I, I guarantee you, I pick up anybody, even if you're a teacher or not. Come, give us a word on faith. You'd, you'd be able to quote at least two or three scriptures. So when God says, go back to the foundations, the fundamentals of faith. But we, we talk about it all the time. But I obeyed. I listened. And I said, all right, we do it then. And as I start teaching, you can see on the face of people, mm, heard this before, mm, heard this before. Now I'm not telling you because you need to learn something. I'm stirring faith. And as I taught it and as I taught it, all of a sudden, things started happening even before the pandemic. People who were hitting problems, this was happening, that was happening. Going, I needed that. What I got on Sunday, I needed. Have you ever said that? What I got on Sunday, I needed in the week. How's that possible? The Holy Spirit knows what's coming. And He shows you. And so next moment, it hit, and we were already running. We were equipped. See, family God. God saw what was coming this week. He taught us. He said, I want you to learn Study, quip, stir your faith up, pray in the Spirit. Why? Because when you pray in the Spirit, you can 
see God's deliverance. God knows you need deliverance, and He'll make sure it's set up. Now, here's the thing. We don't always know what's coming. The Holy Spirit does. Even if He tells us, it may be something we've never even experienced. The world may never have experienced something like this before. Maybe in other different ways, but not this way. But then how, do we, how does He tell us something's coming? I don't know how to explain it to you. It's similar to. And if He says similar to, oh, yeah, no, we've had that before. We know how to deal with that. No, there's some things that we're going to need preparation for. We'll have a look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He says, likewise, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. The Spirit helps in our weaknesses. Say this, even when I feel I'm at my weakest, the Holy Spirit helps me. Now, what is our weakness? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Notice it doesn't say we sometimes don't know what to pray. See, we may know the end result that we desire. Either we know the end result, or we don't even know what we need for an end result. That can even happen. But even if we know the end result, you still don't know how to pray to get it done. See, while I was praying in English, I was going over each hurdle, over each hurdle. The next hurdle came up. I knew how to pray, and I got that hurdle down, and we went through the next, another hurdle. But when I prayed in the Spirit, I didn't know what to pray. God knew the route to take that thing. He knew how to sort that out. So even though we don't know what to pray for as we ought, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He makes, see, God needs an intercessor. And Jesus said, you as a human might even fail as an intercessor. You don't know what to pray, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And He's the perfect intercessor. And He's not just going to live out there. He's going to come dwell within you and inside of you. He is the one that gives you the words, the mysteries. So you're not praying in your English language. You're not trying to make up the words to say, just release it out of your spirit. So Father, whatever's needed for the solution, let me just pray. And sometimes what will happen is you may just sense, just like a loss, you may suddenly feel depressed. Maybe you feel anxiety. Maybe you feel fear even. Now, you know that's not you because God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I don't know why I feel so depressed today. You don't. What's happening is the Holy Spirit is prompting you, and you may be experiencing that fear either on behalf of someone else that's in danger or the Holy Spirit could be prompting you, something's about to happen to you. But He doesn't want you afraid. All that He's doing is say, pray. I know what to say. Just give me your mouth. Just give me your vocal organs. And as you do that, and say, all right, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to pray. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. You don't have to know. Just begin to pray. You don't even have to start with English. Only when I, that happens to me, I just do it by faith. I say, well, Father, I don't know what to pray, but you do. Holy Spirit, Jesus said you would make the perfect intercession. So go ahead and use my voice. And I just come on and just begin to pray and intercede. Let him speak. Let him speak. And I says, but that doesn't make sense. Exactly. It's groanings that cannot be uttered. It's, it's just the Holy Spirit stirring up inside of you. And as you pray, you are praying the mysteries of God. The secrets of God. And you are declaring into the earth what God needs to be said. 
Hallelujah. Can you imagine what would happen if the entire church got revelation and together prayed as one voice? That would be a standard. That would be a standard and Satan couldn't stop it. Hallelujah. Family God, you need provision. You need protection. You need deliverance. Even someone in your family, your loved ones, your businesses, whatever you're involved in, God has already arranged your victory. Now pray it. Now pray it. It's all you do. Pray it. And you do that by praying in other tongues. Because we don't know. We don't know. And sometimes God won't reveal it to us in our minds because if we're not prepared in our spirit, we could land up in doubt or unbelief. Well, I just don't see how that's possible. Don't worry about it. Just put it aside. If, if that ever happens, if ever, if ever it comes up in your mind, I just don't see how God... I mean, some of those pictures that we saw today, you think, how, how do you come back from that? I guarantee you, there are, there are business people thinking, how do you come back from this? You do. You stand up and say, Father, you did it before and you'll do it again. Job lost everything and within one year was restored twice as much. Double. Why? Because he chose to stay with God. Amen. So if you're looking and thinking, I don't know how we're ever going to go. You don't have to. Just begin to pray in other tongues. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Someone says, yeah, but you've got to do something. Exactly. Just pray. Pray, pray. And while you're praying, God will start to reveal the plan. But it starts with prayer. Too often people want to go, well, I've got to do something. Prayer, just prayer doesn't do anything. Are you even praying? I don't say, well, just pray. Are you even praying? But if you are praying, then go do. But you start with prayer. You hearing me? Start with prayer. Because in that prayer, you want to get away from the hustle and bustle. I've got to at least do something today. Okay, yes, you're about to. But pray, let Him release. And He'll show you things to come. He'll guide you into the truth. Because when you've prayed in the Spirit... You'll be just like that gentleman as he's been. He, I guarantee you that morning, guarantee you, he'd spend time in prayer. And as he's walking to work, there's the unction. You want to walk that kind of life? Amen. Praise God. You ready for it? You inspired? Come on, let's do that this week. Pray more than ever before. Amen. Just lift your hand to the Father and say, Today, Father, I thank you. I've heard the word of God. I receive your word. I know at the hearing of your word, faith has come. And I am a believer, not a doubter. As a hearer of your word, I'm also a doer. And from this day on, I intercede and I pray more than ever before. And I know as I do, even when I don't know what to pray, as I pray in other tongues, you pray. The perfect prayer through me. You are the intercessor. And I am, yeah. God no longer has to wonder, where's the intercessor? I'm reporting for duty. I am that intercessor. I pray on behalf of this earth, of this nation, 
of my family, this ministry, my business, everything you've given me responsibility over. I am an intercessor and I pray and intercede and you move through that prayer and I release in the earth the words that you've spoken so that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I ask or even think. Because in the Spirit, I pray your mysteries in Jesus' name. Amen.